Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is a Restoring the Faith Media exclusive special report on the ongoing saga with Father James Jackson. Viewer discretion is, of course, advised. Tonight, unfortunately, I have very grave news to report to you. Father James Jackson has been arrested again, this time by federal agents in Kansas. And as we speak right now, he is sitting on a bus headed back to Rhode Island. Here with us to break down and reveal to the world uh, for the first time some breaking news about why Father Jackson was arrested is a forensic scientist in this case, Michael Archer, joining RTF Live for the first time. Mr. Archer, nice to see you. Thank you for having me. Um, a sad day in the in the Father Jackson saga. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, here's what we know. We, I'm sorry. Just just an overview for those who don't know necessarily the, the entire background of this case. You've been following this case closely. You are part of the one-time fundraiser to defend and investigate this the facts around this case. So you're intimately familiar with this case. Uh, for those who don't know who you are, uh, you, have a, you have an incredible resume that, that you can uh, find, and it's out there, and I've talked about you in other places. But Help us understand why was Father Jackson arrested in Kansas on Friday the 15th? Okay, well, let's go back to um, my watching this case. I was in Providence, in Rhode Island, when he was arrested um, at a a conference um, visiting relatives. So I have had a front row seat to this case from day one. We are in the process of doing an expose called Father Jackson, Pervert or Patsy. And it's, it's months that we've been working on this. Yes. We've been accused of sitting back at the wheel and doing absolutely nothing, which is patently absurd. We could have broken this news about him being taken into federal custody weeks ago and chose not to so as to not in any way interfere with the ongoing investigation. And I'm not going to – I may come across as being coy or guarded – it's not that we don't know information. We know uh, a lot of information. I've spoken to multiple law enforcement sources mm-hmm. involved in the Kansas City investigation, the Overland Park um, 
the task force out there. I have confirmation of what they're looking at. And, and I have a prediction, which we'll get to. So why is he taken into federal custody? He was charged in Rhode Island with two sets of charges in the state court and in federal district court. The state court, soon after he was charged, basically dismissed them in that they deferred prosecution to the feds. Um, right. So that's, that's not necessarily a good sign in his case. It's a very standard fair that the state would defer to the feds, right? Absolutely. It happens all the time. Okay. So in federal district court, he um, appeared with counsel that many of these viewers helped fund, and he um, bailed himself out. He bonded out, right? Yep. Part of his release, and as is very standard with, with federal defendants, is they have to answer to a federal probation officer. Federal probation officers um, have a, a second duty, right, other than monitoring federal defendants who have been convicted but not serving time. There's a division called pretrial services. So he was re answering to somebody in federal probation assigned to the pretrial services division mm -hmm. or bureau. And um, when you do that, there are a few rules. One of them, and, and we have to remember, he was allowed to leave the Rhode Island district to go live with a relative in Kansas. And that's where he's been since he, as I understand it, recovered from COVID, where he was originally staying in a bed and breakfast shortly after his arrest. And he went to Kansas to live with a relative. Yes. So that is kind of an extraordinary aspect of his release. The ordinary aspects are um, but one of them, and, and I think what got him jammed up in, in the federal court, is if you have law enforcement contact any law enforcement contact, mm -hmm. you have to report this to your pretrial services officer. So let's say a guy's out and he is going 47 and a 35 and a cop pulls him over and writes him a speeding ticket. And he calls his probation officer and says, listen, I had law enforcement contact earlier today. I was speeding. The zone just changed. I'm not familiar with the road. I didn't do it on purpose. Run my license. I've never had a speeding ticket in my life. Uh, I'm calling to tell you most of the time that guy is not getting remanded. All right. They appreciate his honesty. It's a, it's a mistake. People make mistakes like this and um, his case proceeds. He remains out in this case um, before the detectives from this multi-agency cybercrime task force out in the Kansas city area knocked on his door I would bet that he they picked up the phone and called his pretrial services officer. They knew everything about him before they knocked on that door. They called his pretrial services officer last Tuesday or Wednesday, and they said, hey, at, at 2 o'clock, we're going to go grab your boy. If you don't hear from him by 4, he's technically violated. So it's my understanding that the violation that got him back into federal custody is – a law enforcement contact or his failure to report the law enforcement contact to a pretrial services officer. Okay. Now, let me, ask, let me yep. ask a clarification. 
So you're saying that a multi-agency task force in the Kansas area has had contact with Father James Jackson recently. Yeah, a multi-agency cyber crimes task force has had contact with him, new contact, unrelated to the Rhode Island uh, case. Okay, so this is a separate set of contacts. He is. Are you saying that he is being investigated, in your opinion? So I spoke to multiple law enforcement sources today on the state and the federal side in Kansas, as well as in Rhode Island. Three of them used the words more of the same. Um, I believe, I know, I don't believe, I know there is an active investigation in Kansas. It has not currently resulted in new charges. I predict and I believe that it will sadly result in new charges. That's that's what the law enforcement sources I spoke to led me to believe. Um, but they didn't have to charge him to get him back into custody. What got him into custody is this pretrial services violation. Okay. Setting aside him being remanded back to Rhode Island, what you're saying right now that uh, is breaking news to the world is it is your understanding that the use of the terms more of the same means that Father Jackson is now potentially being investigated and potentially may be charged in the state of Kansas for quote unquote, more of the same when we know what that means. Do we know what that means? Well, okay. So he's not potentially being investigated. He's certainly being investigated in Kansas. Um, and I, based upon my conversation with law enforcement sources out there, expect that he will, the charges are forthcoming. Now they don't need to rush into charging him. Um, right now he's in custody of the United States Marshal Service. I recently had a guy who returned from Missouri um, so I'm somewhat familiar with with that corner of the country and getting them back to New York. And, the, and you know, before he returns to Rhode Island, my guess is he'll come through New York or Boston. It's it's not going to be a quick trip. It's not going to be a comfortable trip for him, whether it's Con Air or a, a bus trip. Um, it's going to take days or weeks to get him back here. And when he returns, I cannot imagine any magistrate in Rhode Island or any federal judge anywhere letting him out on bail again. You know, he certainly is presumed innocent in that case. And bail is, um, in some jurisdictions, meant solely to um, get you to come back to court. In other jurisdictions, they can say, hey, he's a danger to the public, therefore bail should be high. You know, mm -hmm. he's not getting bail when he gets back to Rhode Island. It would be miraculous if he gets bail. Um, so that goes to your prediction. You're saying your prediction is, is that Father James Jackson, FSSP, now spends the remainder of his pre-trial time in Rhode Island in the federal jail system. I, yes, I absolutely believe he, uh, he's been remanded um, to federal custody by the court in Kansas City, by the district court there. He's now in the custody of the U.S. Marshal Service. They will um, get him back to Rhode Island. And until the Rhode Island matter resolves, whether it's by way of a plea or a verdict, the guilty or not guilty verdict after trial, 
I believe he will remain in federal custody. I do not think he will get the opportunity to bail himself out again. Because he may be facing second chart, a second wave of charges in the, in the federal district court in Kansas or, or Missouri. Well, look, we don't know that it's the federal district court. We know that it's, um, it's a multi-agency task force. Mm-hmm. I spoke to multiple law enforcement officers from one of those agencies and whether it's a state charge or a federal charge that is forthcoming in Kansas or both, mm-hmm. um, like originally happened in Rhode Island, we don't know. My guess is, and let's talk in the abstract, let's not talk about Father Jackson at this point, but let's say you have a guy who is convicted of possession or transportation of child porn in New York. And he was dividing his time between New York and Maryland. And while the charges in New York are pending, new charges surface in Maryland. Well, if you're the feds, you want to charge him federally in Maryland because after he gets their bite at the apple, then in Maryland, he now has a prior history. And in the federal system, upon pleading guilty or being found guilty, when he's sentenced, there's a point system. And the idea behind the point system is the guy in New York, the guy in Maryland, the guy in New Jersey, the guy in Wisconsin, they're all treated the same. Because mm-hmm. the judge uses this point system, and there is discretion by the judge, but the point system is the guide. One of the aggravating factors in the federal point system is a prior conviction. I have I have a couple cases right now where um, this is this is what's going on with those those guys. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see state and federal or. Or in a situation where the state defers to the feds like they did in Rhode Island. Um, but mm-hmm. I, 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 my prediction is that new charges will be forthcoming. Um, based upon my conversations today with multiple members of the law enforcement community in Kansas and, uh, and in Rhode Island. Now, this development, Michael, uh, is going to shock a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> shock me. We have said that we would follow the truth wherever it leads. Um, We have allowed the criminal justice system to work at the pace of the criminal justice system, which is a snail's pace. And we face criticism for that. Plenty of criticism. That's and and that's fine. That doesn't bother me. That's fine. That's fine. Right. Um, You know, let me just correct. When I said it shocks me, the charge, the act doesn't shock me. What shocks me is someone who is facing these charges and presumably commits them again, I find that shocking in general, not specific to him. You know, if, if you get a DWI, most people don't drink and drive for the time, a time thereafter. Mm. That's the average person. So that's what I find shocking about this, the new allegation. Yeah. And that's, and that goes to the heart of, of my final question for you. Um, because this is not a comprehensive report. This is not everything we know about the matter. This is not our expose. This is a separate treatment of an extremely urgently breaking uh, aspect of this case that the folks need to be aware of. But as I zoom out and without revealing anything else that we've been working on, I just want to ask you personally, 
are you are you surprised by the second arrest insofar as are you surprised that it happened right as i said i'm surprised that anyone facing these type of charges has the extraordinarily poor judgment while the first set is being adjudicated to, you know, as I understand it, um, to basically more of the same. There were three different people involved in this investigation. Um, that was the phrase they used today. Like I, like I said, most people who get a DWI learn from that and they don't drink and drive. Is the, there any chance that this phrase more of the same was was misinterpreted, miscommunicated, meant to convey something else? Is there any chance that this phrase more of the same meant uh no, this is just related to the Rhode Island charges. He's at, he 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 had some technicality for why we got to send him back. Uh it's not a separate set of potential charges uh relating to more of the same. Right. So um there's a multi-agency cyber crimes task force in the Kansas City area that is completely unrelated to any task force in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And without giving up their investigative techniques, how they figure out people are doing these things or possibly doing these things, they went and knocked on his door. Um, I asked, because one of the investigators in the soup, one of the, the lead, the seniors in that, on that task force, directing that task force. I said, did a victim walk into the station, knock on the door, the, the precinct and say, Hey, father did this to me. And he said, no, we do not have, we did not receive this report by way of conventional means. No victim came forward and said, father did this. Our cyber crimes task force um, found out about it and tracked it down. And this is where they led him. And, you know, it's not. um, I think one of the reasons why everybody involved in this investigation is being so quiet is they don't need to rush into it at this point. Um, Right. Because they've already got him. They've already got him under and, and this is a very technical uh, case, too. I mean, to 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 press charges on this case requires would, would require a lot of work on their end, right? Absolutely, sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I guess the what we can recommend to people is to pray for Father Jackson one way or the other. Obviously, as he's being transported back now, uh, we think in a bus uh, headed to Rhode Island. Probably not a comfortable journey. Probably as if your prediction is right. He may end up spending a lot more time in jail pre-trial than he was expecting, than any of us were expecting. But as um, as we committed to from the beginning, we follow the truth wherever it leads, and whatever the truth leads to, you know, we will expose. Absolutely, and and you know, our first conversation was wherever the truth leads us, it leads us. There, you know, some people have. have you know, in marching orders to kind of watch this and, yeah. you know, save Father Jackson in the public um, arena. And that was never something 
that you and I even discussed. Um, and I think people should pray for Father Jackson, but I think people also need to pray for these children and, you know, for the investigators. I've, um, I've worked these cases, many of these cases, and they're, they're horrible cases to work. So Father needs a lot of prayers, but there are a lot of other people in this mess who, yeah. um, who also who need our prayers this evening. Great point. Thank you so much for joining. Michael Archer, forensic scientist, uh, lead investigator on the Father Jackson matter. This will not be the last time that you are on RTF talking about this issue. Our comprehensive coverage of it will continue. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. Okay. Good night.